0: If you wanna put a bit of flair to it, you can open out and then back and then go into a meat
1: And we are rolling ladies and gentlemen welcome back to a special episode of the northern beaches number one podcast so you are again listening to the whip my name's zach here's elliot again and today we have andy with us today
2: thanks for having me guys no worries d y calisthenics that's right I'm saying it right yeah
1: <laughs> good start perfect start so elliot really wanted to have andy on because you've got such an incredible story um and you're really into fitness like Sort of what we wish we were as well (laughs) (laughs) Well I'm 6 foot 4
2: Adonis but yeah. Zach wishes he looked like me So uh, I'm like the chiseled body Kind of guy Oh look
0: at that
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah And what are your thoughts On girls rejecting guys That are short as well yeah, yeah yeah first things first
0: Oh well I'm only 5 foot 9 And 68 kilos So you know I can identify With the, with the shorter Lighter leaner men out there so. Perfect Perfect Because
2: uh, we have a recurring theme with guests Where I tell a story Of Zach got rejected By a girl he really liked Because he was too short
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> it was Stitch the, up Stitch up I'm sure I can relate to Oh yeah. awesome
2: <laughs> It might have something To do with Zach's personality As well <laughs> Maybe potentially
1: But we'll, we'll just leave
0: at the height
1: (laughs) so you went on a fun run this morning tell us more about that i
0: did yeah i took my daughter she's five and a half and we went on our first fun run so it was two k's we did it in 16 minutes and she got her first medallion and what a thrill it was for her so she's already asking for the next one so i've got to find out when the next one is lock us in so yeah the pb will be to beat 16 minutes on the next one that's pretty good it's not too bad for those five and a half year old legs Yeah, yeah for the little legs running yeah
1: how long have you been running for
0: Well, I used to run competitively quite a bit before I found calisthenics and my sort of race length was 10 to 12Ks. So I would follow like the Sydney Strider events across Sydney and run those. And I guess my goal was always to get sub 40 in a 10K event. So yeah, I wasn't super fast, but you know, it was decent.
2: It's all about keeping up, hey? Yeah. How did your um, journey like start? Like your, how did you get into what you're doing? Because obviously like your whole life now is fitness and all that. So how did you kind of like, I guess, come about that and jump into it?
0: yeah well i I grew up being very active playing a lot of sport when i was growing up um when i was being born in hospital my dad actually built a tennis court in the backyard for me so i was supposed to end up being (laughs) a professional tennis player for the cash money yeah, yeah yeah that's right but i ended up um pursuing skateboarding and other stuff and i guess i was socially distracted i just wanted to be around my friends and play and i was never super competitive um, Leighton Hewitt, Roger Federer—they were my age. They are my age, and so growing up, they were sort of winning all the big tournaments. And when I was sixteen, instead of focusing on playing, you know, at a higher level, I focused on my skateboarding, started breaking bones, yeah, and that sort cool. of ended my uh, tennis career at the age of sixteen. Um, and then I decided to start coaching so yeah. I'd spent my whole life hitting tennis balls and I knew the sport so well. So I thought I've got to do something with it. So that's when my uh, tennis career started. Um, and then when I was about 25, that's when I met my wife at the time. She was 19, I was 25. And uh, I realised that the, the tennis coach's wage wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Fire home. Yeah. so then I went to uni I became a school teacher. Oh, and, okay. Um, so yeah, that's when I put down the tennis racket. I haven't really hit many tennis balls since, but I've always been pretty athletic. I did a lot of surfing throughout those years as well. Um, but gym didn't really enter my life until... Probably about eight years ago. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: How did you, um, like, why did you figure the gym? Because I feel like it's become real popular uh, in the 21st century, hitting the gym. So what made you, like, want to jump in
0: and go in? Yeah, well, it was actually, um, I started out doing boot camp because those first couple of years when I was school teaching, I just threw myself into it. And they all told me, you know, don't try to change the world in your first year of teaching. Just try to survive it. I didn't do that. I tried to change the world. Yeah. As everyone to, would yeah, though. <laughs> yeah. And so in that year, I focused purely on the kids and on um, you know, everything that I was doing in the classroom and neglected my health and fitness. Mm. And so at the end of that first year, I thought I need some type of fitness in my life because I'd really let myself go at that stage. Um, and so I signed up to this boot camp down at Dy Beach on Wednesday and Friday mornings. And that's when I started doing bodyweight training. And after about six months of that I realized that I was quite good at the bodyweight stuff. Push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups. And like I said before, it helps when you're five foot nine and you're only sixty-five kilos. Yeah. Um, you can do a lot of that stuff. I wasn't too good. Ah, what it counts. <laughs> yeah. When <Would> it matters. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't too good with the dumbbells and the barbells and the kettlebells, but I could throw my body weight around quite easily. Um, and I started to get interested in like, oh, you know, I can do pull-ups pretty good i wonder if i could pull up so powerful that i could get above the bar and do this thing called a muscle up Mm. and it was when i unlocked my first muscle up that's when i got hooked on calisthenics that's when i started to search for outdoor gyms and gyms around the area that had actual straight bars and pull-up bars in the gym with a high enough ceiling so that i could get above it so calisthenics is body weight yeah. Correct. It's yeah. like gymnastics. It's all body weight training. Yeah. Um, so however tall you are, that's the leverage that you've got to work with. It doesn't help if you're six foot four because that's a lot of leverage and quite heavy. Yeah. Um, and however much you weigh, that's the weight that you're constantly working with. You can't just, you know, like pick a weight plate and stick the pin in there and work with that. You have to work with however much you weigh. So.
2: Do you? Th- sorry. Do you think calisthenics would ha- potentially lead to less injuries than? um, weight training because i've like finding as well especially with the nrl and stuff at the moment i'm like gymming in general there's way more like acl injuries and soft tissue injuries these days because of more weight training do you think calisthenics kind of is a better workout for having like not not less stress on your muscles because obviously it's a tough workout but Mm. perhaps those soft tissue injuries because that's something that i've found that weight training has led a lot to
0: yeah, well, I definitely think there'd be less injuries with calisthenics because you're not moving as much weight around. Um, I look at some of the weights that the the guys and girls in my gym are deadlifting and bench pressing and squatting. It's an enormous amount of weight that no calis, calisthenics athlete would be able to handle, um, especially with the legs, because predominantly calisthenics is all upper body. Um, but in the afternoon, um, but you know, with everyone else, they work with the lower half of the body, so um yeah i I definitely think that um, calisthenics would be a lot easier on the body but you're working out all of those muscle groups that you don't necessarily hit with the um the big heavy weights yeah yeah definitely
1: and what's your favorite exercise then
0: um definitely the muscle up muscle up how many can you do Um, Oh, I don't really know. I I know I can do 10 comfortably. I've never really tried to rep out. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could do like (laughs) half. Yeah. They're they're not easy, but the the further you get into your calisthenics, the more you want to clean everything up, you want to make things strict. And then you think, Oh, let's add some weight on it. Let's try a variation of it. Let's include it in a sequence of of other movements as well. So, um, it's a real creative outlet for me, the calisthenics. Sure. Yeah.
1: What's your
2: um like? What's your diet looking like when you're, you know, progressing and stuff? What are you eating usually? Typical like, don't, not into detail obviously. But what's your typical like lunch and dinner looking like?
0: Okay, well it's I, I have to stay pretty lean with calisthenics yeah, sure. because we've got to remain quite light. Yeah. Um. So I would normally fast in the morning. Yeah, and till then around. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too um, regimented with times. I just, when it's time to eat, around lunchtime, that's when I eat. I'll have a couple of boiled eggs, I'll have some avocado on corn thins, and then I might have a little bit of protein yogurt. And then in the evening, I'll have my prep meals, which are usually broccoli or cauliflower mash, steamed greens, and just a little bit of protein. And then I'll finish with some um, berries and some yogurt, um, protein yogurt as well. Are you, are you tracking? You um track? no no you just kind of know the vibe yeah okay. <laughs> yeah Is it under?
2: would you say it's because i'm like I'm trying to do a bit of a cut myself at the moment no. as you can probably tell <laughs> yeah. um i'm try i stick to like 2k and under because i did a six, the fast as well the 8 till 12 yeah but for, I, I, for me it's like the only way i can yeah. lose that weight
0: yeah because like when i when
2: i, I fucked my leg yeah broke my leg and then so like that's when i like I lost heaps away because I like wasn't eating because you don't do anything.
0: Yeah, like when you have a broken leg, you're just sitting there. So that's when yeah, I it's was a like, big
2: setback. So yeah, do you reckon fasting is the way to go?
0: Yeah, I mean it works for me, and a lot of people I speak to, it works for them as well. But everyone's body's different. You've yeah. just got to explore different, um, different eating habits and diets and time frames, and see which one works for you. People ask me all the time, Andy, what's your what's your diet? And it's not really a diet. If I was to put it in a box, it would be similar to like. Um an Atkins diet, I guess, which is like lower sugar, low carb. Yeah. Right. Um, because I try to steer away from, you know, the white devils, which are like bread, pasta, rice, milk. All the good um, shit. I know <laughs> the ice cream, I mean, all the, all good the tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So um yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment and I don't track, but that's just not me. You know, I'm not you know, thinking numbers, calculating what goes in. If I if I feel like, you know, some ice cream, I'll go eat ice cream. Yeah. But otherwise...
2: Oh, so you're not too strict with it?
0: No, no. I'll just... I'll try to be consistent. You know, most of the time, uh, that's what I'll eat. Yeah. There are days where I don't eat that, so...
2: Me and Zach indulged last night. Did you? What did you guys have? <laughs> well, you
1: I had um Thai food and a couple of beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe a few too many, but... I went, I went to Bar Luca, so... You ever been yeah. to Bar Luca? No, I haven't. Uh, well, it's a bit out of your... Eating, but it's in the city, burger yeah. place. Yeah, change your life. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll look into it. Yeah, you sure. got to go. Take t- take your daughter. <laughs> yeah, take your daughter. Sure to love it. Like a, yeah, and then I had a bit of a rip and a tear, so I had a few too many tequilas last. <laughs> oh, morning, okay, so. yeah. So I scheduled this for the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, the nice. Day, so. yeah, and we knew you had the
1: fun run as well. Yeah, so. we knew you had the fun run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we worked so. out for all of us. Yeah, exactly. no, definitely. But what I was quite interested in. So you said to us before off air that you believe in Jesus, yeah. and then you, you sort of mentioned that you have sort of a story that all like sort of changed your life. Do you reckon yeah. you could share a bit about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I grew up in a Christian home, you know, loving parents. I was the youngest of three boys, but I came 14 years after the first. So oh, that's, wow. that's quite a gap. Yeah. You know? Unplanned pregnancy. Um, I was always told that I was a blessing and that I was a surprise, but I interpreted that as I'm special. Oh, heavy. And so... Growing up, I put this pressure on myself um, to live with a moral and ethical code higher than everyone else's. So the personal standards that I held on myself were huge. And so, you know, growing up all through primary school and high school, I did have a lot of empathy growing up. And I always felt um, the urge to give to people that would never be able to give back to me. Um, so, and during high school, uh, when everyone else is drinking and drugging and partying, and, and on that journey of self exploration, um, I abstained from all of that, and I was the guy that would go to the parties because uh, I was very social, but I would be there looking after the people that had just obliterated themselves across the night. The dart so, of the group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so I tried to be a leader, and I tried to be a role model, but. By the time I turned 21, that all weighed pretty heavy on me and the grass on the other hill looked a little bit greener. Yeah. So I thought, okay, now's the time. I feel like I just want to try some of that stuff. But I couldn't do it in my hometown because everyone knew me for having this reputation right. and uh, clean yeah. clean records. So I put the back seats down the car and drove up and down the coast of um, Australia for four months and had my little self-exploration. So I thought, okay, first thing I need to do was get drunk. But I didn't know how to drink. Because I've never tried alcohol before. So I ended up in this place with these people and I sculled seven fluoro colored vodka cruises in and tasty and- <laughs> but dangerous <Yeah. laughs> especially wow. seven i'm already feeling the hangout and that was the first oh, time you like really drank so as i well. had clean pipes right so you put seven vodka cruises <laughs> down them in an hour on a dehydrated body i've been out in the surf all day in the middle of summer yeah. and so i skipped this stage where everyone was talking you're gonna get tipsy and happy and then you start dancing around and you're really funny and like I didn't get that, I just got really, really sick. And I yeah. just threw up for the next couple of hours and then I had like a two day hangover. Yeah. And uh, so that was my first time getting drunk and I thought, <laughs> okay, this sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am never doing that again, but it's ticked off my list. Um, and then the next thing I needed to do was do drugs. Yeah. And so I ended up sitting in a circle with these people I didn't know up at Noosa um, and this joint came around in front of me. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna smoke some, some pot. This is gonna be cool. Uh, thing is, I didn't know how to smoke because yeah. I'd never puffed a cigarette before. So I thought, okay, I had asthma growing up. So I thought, I guess I'll just attack it like I do my Ventolin puffer. And I will just take it <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I did that and oh man, it, ble- it burnt my lungs so bad <laughs> and I was coughing and spluttering in front of the whole group. Everyone's laughing. And anyway, I took a real good hit and I got high and I went through the motions and did some cartwheels in my head and got the giggles and then got really paranoid and anxious. Yeah. And then yeah. everything starts spinning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then my mouth felt really pasty and weird. And I mouth. just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to eat. And so I ate this whole box of um, Jatz crackers and I hate Jatz crackers, yeah. but I ate the whole box. Anyway, that was it. Had a weird sleep that night, weird dreams. And then um, the next day I was like, okay, I did drugs. I didn't enjoy it, but tick, it's done next thing I needed to do was um, have sex because I was still just a 21-year-old virgin. Yeah. So, um, yeah, called up a friend of mine who I knew from tennis coaching and we got together and we had sex, sex and it really didn't last long. It was really clumsy and clunky on my end. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, but she was really kind to me. And, um, yeah, so that was that. So I thought, okay, I've explored everything that I've been abstaining from all those years now i'm just going to get on with you know being a good living man and get back to my my life of responsibility so i did and I end up getting married when i was 25 and was married for 14 years and you know head down bum up working saving but i guess we just got too busy during that time you know focusing all the things that we were supposed to do you know like working and saving and, and you know buying this house and you know looking after all of these different things we just weren't looking after each other and Mm. i take full responsibility um, for not keeping things spontaneous and romantic and spicy and and neglecting to make time to um, invest into the health of our relationship and so by the end of it we were like chips in the night you know we worked opposite hours for many years there so we only saw each other in parts, and yeah. the time we did see each other, we were so tired, and we just were we were hungry, and we just wanted to eat and go to bed, and uh, it just got away from us. Um, and then in December two thousand and nineteen, she said that she wanted to separate, Fuck. and and I just I didn't see that coming. No Not heavy. Yeah. yeah, and that type of stuff doesn't happen to me because you know, like I grew up in the Christian family where you get married and you stay married, and and. Um, yeah, it was a complete blindside and I fell straight into denial and uh, I went to see this uh, counsellor about it and he saw it for what it was and he was trying to like get me to move through the grief and loss process towards acceptance, but I could not accept it. So I um, I left him and started to hunt down a life of substance abuse and drug addiction to help cope with those feelings of rejection, replacement and abandonment. Yeah, and uh, for me, that um that went for 15 months. Where you know started abusing ADHD medication, got very heavily um, into alcohol because I was abusing stimulant medication and drugs that would help take the edge off, help with the come down, help me sleep at night. Yeah, fuck.
1: And so you were 33 at this time, around 30s? Is this?
0: No, this is when I was 40. 40. Yeah, I just turned 40 and my daughter was two years old at the time and uh yeah so when that happened and i started getting to you know drugs and alcohol then all of a sudden covid hit and so a lot of people got really damaged when they had to isolate um i was one of them because now i could abuse all of these drugs and alcohol behind closed doors because everything i did um was in secret i wasn't a party drug user i did it in secret because it was all to buy me time i thought I'm hurting so bad and I just need something to temporarily get me through this season until she comes back. Yeah, right. So I never thought that she would go and stay gone. Yeah. But anyway, the year went on and so, you know, I, I lost my wife and then I'd lost my gym through the the COVID isolation when they shut everything down. Shortly later, I lost my home as well, which I love because we had to sell that. Um, by that time, I was... Um, very deep into all that I was doing, I started to develop with my drug addiction a sex addiction as well because anyone that's addicted to stimulant drugs like um, cocaine or, you know, crystal meth, like, they're stimulants, so they really... Want to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I started to sleep around a lot. But then I started to hurt people, you know? And I couldn't believe that I was that guy. Hurting people hurt people. Of course. And so when that happened um i started to contemplate where i was at Uh, when i found cocaine um that really got out of hand fast for me yeah um i got to the point where i was taking three bags 20 pills and drinking two bottles a day and uh, my heart was really under a lot of stress a couple of times there i felt like i was going to overdose i I felt um, my chest start to cave in. in and everything start to tighten um, that's when I started breaking down in prayer, you know, praying to God, saying, God, if you can just get me through this, I'm never going to do it again. And I got through it. But sure enough, an hour later, I'd be racking up more lines, hot plating, more coke, you know, like drinking more alcohol. Yeah, I just I couldn't get away from it because if I stopped, all of those feelings were just going to come out. And um, so, yeah, I got to the point where I really needed to reach out to someone and get help. By the time I'd plucked up enough courage to speak to my best friend, who I was hiding all of this from, um, he'd been incarcerated and end up in maximum security prison in um Parkley Correctional Center. So I couldn't even speak to him, and that feeling of abandonment came out, it came out again. Yeah. And uh, I know that I did a lot of this to myself, but um, yeah, anyway, so so he was taken and towards the end of 20. 2020, that's when I sort of was at a fork in the road and I knew I had to change something because the drugs just weren't working anymore. Yeah, yeah for I sure. couldn't take enough. And it was like, okay, it's only a matter of time before my daughter wakes up and finds me laying on the kitchen floor. Yeah, um, ouch. So it's either I've got to upgrade to crystal meth and because uh, I'd already spent like 20 or 30 grand on drugs just that year. and um, Or I need to stop and get clean, which is what I did on... March, Wednesday, March the 3rd, 2021. Oh, you remember the day? Yeah, yeah. That's the day I got clean and sober. And um, for the first three days, I was just really exhausted, fatigued and tired. My body was wrecked. Um, But then the withdrawals came on the Saturday and Sunday for me. How was that? Um, for me, that was um, the worst psychological, spiritual, and emotional pain yeah. I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Uh, physically, I wasn't too bad, but I just—I was on my bed for two days and two nights straight. I had my ex-wife on one side, my mum on the other side, my dad, who's fairly immobile. He was in his wheelchair in the living room. And um, while I worked through those withdrawals, I was just heaving, moaning, groaning. Just I felt like I was in a place of darkness and despair yeah zero hope i wasn't um, suicidal i didn't want to end it because all i wanted was to be healthy so i could watch my daughter grow up, grow up for sure um, but yeah that was a really tough time and of course after all of that in the aftermath i got caught with all of those drugs under my roof had my daughter taken from me and ended up Shit. in uh, south pacific rehab down here at curl, curl and yeah i was there for two and a half weeks started to heal through the hurt cry a lot uh, did a lot of work in therapy and then two and a half weeks into it i got asked to go to hospital and have a look at a brain scan with a doctor it was the moment he sat me down and said look andy the the numbness and tingling down the left side of your body and the dizziness and the blurry vision and the coordination and the balance issues they're not actually drug-related damage you do in actual fact have multiple sclerosis oh fuck. and so i couldn't believe it because yeah. i've gone into rehab to keep one monster and I've come yeah, I've out come with out another, with dip, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so my first thought is like, wow. I, now what do I do? I, I've just been told that I'm basically going to, you know, spend my life in a wheelchair, be blind. Uh, I don't know if I've got a job come out of this. Uh, coming out of this, I don't know when I'm going to see my daughter again. I don't know what everyone is saying because at that time I was still worried about what the public were going to say. Um, and yeah, I the future was just so uncertain. And to be honest, it still is. Of course, I've still got the disease. There's no cure for it. I'm on this treatment where I get infusions once a month and I get MRIs every three months and I have lumbar punctures every six months and uh, I don't know how it's going to affect me in my future. I know that how it affects me is mainly cognitively. So I have some memory loss. Sometimes I get a little bit scattered. Um, My vision isn't great. I get a little bit... Um, uncoordinated sometimes in the gym. How does that go with calisthenics? (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) I reach up and grab the bar and I miss with my left hand um, and my handstands. I have what's called the phantom handstand because some days I just can't balance upside down at all, but other days I can. So I just have to work with it And like I said, it's it's a progressive disease that's supposed to get worse, Mm. but the treatment that I'm on is supposed to slow the progress of the disease down and make the episodes less intense and less frequent. Yeah, so I'm good today. I was able to run the fun run with my daughter. Yeah, what a beautiful moment. let <clears throat> I'll take it. I'll take the moments as they come.
2: Well, you're doing better than us. I had Maccas for breakfast. Oh yes, so, I have those Maccas But it's an indulgent <laughs> day for me. <laughs> it's an indulgent day. Yeah, cheat day. Yeah, it is. This day ch- was your cheat day. Sundays are my Saturday nights into Sundays <laughs> are my cheat day because I'm if yeah. I'm if I'm belted and hungover. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, no. Honestly, that's like. Yeah, wow, what a journey. Seriously,
0: that's Yeah, so last Wednesday, I was two years and two months clean and sober. Wow, well done. Congratulations. So So thanks, guys. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not easy. And, uh, you know, just because you stop drinking and drugging doesn't mean life's going to get peachy. Life still happens, but I, I think, you know, it doesn't get easier, but you get stronger, you know, which enables you to handle those curveballs in life life much better
2: yeah for sure and now you're on northern beach's number one podcast <laughs> that's so, right the that's highlight cool. of your career so, yeah, really it. i'm at
0: the peak right now
2: <laughs> really, we often call ourselves top of the heap so yes. <laughs> we're top of the heap podcasters yeah definitely yeah. um no that's seriously awesome congratulations yeah, like, seriously, like from both of us yeah um I guess, what is, did your da- was, at least your daughter was too young to understand everything that was going on, right? Yeah,
0: you know what, I think towards the end of my using there, like I wasn't using when she was with me in my care, cause I had her three days a week at that stage, but I was drinking and I, I think she could see the cracks start to show um, because I was bottling up all those emotions yeah, and they sure. just wanted to come out. And um, I, I, I think she was pretty intuitive. She could tell that I wasn't well and wasn't happy and quite broken inside. Um, but then of course you know these days she gets to see me you know Happy. healthy whole and complete not perfect by any means yeah, But for sure yeah i'm definitely in a good place where i'm i'm present and i'm able to be in the moment with her and give her my best self
2: yeah yeah that's good has she ever asked about it
0: no that's no. good she knows i go to hospitals all the time yeah. and it's either to receive treatment with my ms or it's um, because I'm speaking to other people. Because I, two or three nights a week, I go into rehabs, hospitals, and institutions, and I share my story and oh, really and help to give them experience, strength, and hope. Because a lot of them are going through exactly the same stuff that I was going through. And a lot of it comes from relationship breakdowns. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a huge need for you know people to create awareness for that on the northern beaches. There's a there's a lot of um, women out there suffering with depression anxiety and alcoholism that's the number one reason the women are in rehabs on the northern beaches okay and for the men um the the number one reason for them is drug addiction alcoholism and loneliness yeah you know so um we we just got to talk about stuff it all starts with the conversation i think
2: Where where do you do that at
0: i do that at northern beaches rehab on thursday nights i do it at um my old rehab, South Pacific Rehab, on Saturday afternoons. Um, and there's also also NA and AA meetings that happen yeah. everywhere. And um, I also speak at some of those as well from time to time. So, yeah. Do
2: you think the problem is there's maybe a lot of stigma around it, and people just need to go like, it's all right. You're allowed to have problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so fine to talk about it because it's not until I started talking about it that all these people are new said, oh, actually, you know what? I've actually been struggling with this thing. People that say that they're struggling with something generally means that, you know, they're addicted to it. Mm. So yeah. if it's a struggle, it's probably, probably an, addiction an addiction and probably something that we need to, you know, work on navigating a way to, you know, get that habit out of your life. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you able to have a glass of wine or alcohol? Not allowed to, sorry, probably pick my words better. Can you double now or do you just cleanse like you're just like no in terms of alcohol
0: yeah you, I, can you have a glass of wine and like i know yeah. what you're saying and yeah. and i can yeah, i cool. can do whatever i want yeah. it's my choice that um I, if there were health benefits to alcohol i would go back to it but yeah i've seen the changes in my body the changes mm. in my health and the momentum that i've been able to gather of living with an alcohol-free life and there have only been positive benefits. Yeah, so for me, I'm choosing to, you know, to stay sober. Yeah, for sure. As far as, um, staying clean from drugs is concerned. I know that I can't ever go back to, um, stimulant drugs. Yeah. So I'm now unmedicated ADHD, okay. which means I have to use a diary and a calendar and make sure I'm on top of all that stuff and yeah. Have, yeah, wow. have a clean, healthy diet so I can focus better. Yeah. Um, but I know I can't go back to cocaine. In fact, um, the other week I went to a wedding, reached into my inside secret pocket, and I pulled out this $20 note. It was Rolled. like a garden hose. It was yeah. glued together with so much coke that I'd used back in the day. I can't even remember last time I wore that suit. But I unrolled it, uh, and I uh, dabbed it on the, on the top of the stove, and there was just a line of coke right there in front <laughs> of me. Um, but not triggered at all. That's good. Because good. Fucking what's one line gonna do? Yeah, well yeah, just make it. You know, it's more. it's yeah, it's yeah. it would do nothing to me. Yeah. I know I've got clean pipes but I don't anymore. Yeah. You know, that's not enough for me. And, and yeah. sometimes I see, you know, people from the gym, you yeah, know, they go out at night and, and between five of them they'll split a bag and they're oh, you know, we have got a bag I'm like Man, I was doing like a bag in an hour. Yeah, know, like yeah one hour. little line I was gonna do nothing for me. So no trigger there. I'd need yeah. like you know, someone to drop off a brick at my door except for, for me to go back to it. But yeah. <laughs> um, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't go back to it even if I could. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, sure. Know, I've been given a second chance at life. Yeah, I'm gonna, so blessed. That's what, what
1: I um, found really interesting about what your story, what you said now is that I relate quite a lot to all of it. So like, I grew up in a Christian home as well. This is going to be a longer question, sorry. Great. But, so I grew up in a Christian home. I knew exactly what you were talking, so I was adopted as well. So right. every time growing up, I always was told that I'm a blessing, like it's a gift to be here, which I believed. Yeah. Um. And then, so then throughout the whole of high school, I t- as well, so I went to a Christian school, but yeah. then a lot of my friends were all going out drinking and everything. And then I never drank the whole high school till uh, three days before I like turned 18. Yeah. So I was the same as you, like making sure the friends were all right at parties, not doing anything, and then I got super involved in um, a church in Oxford Falls, like helping yeah. out the youth and stuff because I'd been um, sort of doing the same thing, just like always in church and stuff. And then I went through a breakup, sort of similar time that you did as well, which was wow, it was maybe a year after. And yeah. then I as well then spiraled too and thought I'm gonna go explore everything as well. Yeah, And so for me, it's been sort of a process. I'm like, like I still believe in God, um, which people confuses all my friends because they're like, you do everything else, but then why do you still believe in God and things like that? Um, so I kind of struggle with that stuff. But what I sort of wanted to ask is when you're in the darkest place, how did you like stay, like choose you wanted to really get, like make it?
0: Yeah, I... I can tell you for a fact that even in my darkest hours all the stuff that I was doing um, throughout my drug addiction, throughout my sex addiction, throughout my porn addiction, throughout all of the substance that I was abusing, all the people that I was with, all the environments that I was in, I mean, even when I had crime stoppers come to my home, like through all those moments, I never felt um, alone. I always knew that God was right there with me. yeah from the youngest of age, I always had a faith in Jesus. And um, I always knew that he was there. And I tried my best to ignore him because I knew what I was doing wasn't pleasing him. For sure. And I knew it wasn't right for me to do. And the people that I was with sometime in those environments, I knew that that wasn't the place for me to be in. But um, I knew that he was right there. Never left me for a second. And, um, and that's, I guess, what's made it easier for me to work the 12-step program. Um, because what's central to it is the higher power everyone needs a higher power and that's why a lot of people bomb out at step three and end up lapsing relapsing and going back into their addictions because um, you need a higher power you need hope and without hope um, you can't really see anything worth living for yeah and even though i don't know what my future holds i'm 42 year old single dad and i'm still you know uncertain about the future um I know that, you know, God's got my back. I know that he's kept me alive for a reason. Sure. I woke up this morning, which means he's not done with me. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing whatever is offered to me each day, like this podcast opportunity. (laughs) Uh, My whole mantra in life is to say yes and see where life takes me. For sure. So, you know, it's a yes to you guys. I'm here today. You know, this was in God's plan and his will for us to all be here in this moment. So, Yeah, we're gonna roll with that and see what comes of it.
2: I think that's a number one thing I've probably, as I get older as well, is like being way more open-minded to Mm. shit. For example, this podcast, like doing all this kind of thing. So it's like cool that you have to, I mean, obviously you and (laughs) Zach relate more on a couple of other things, but I 100% agree. Like, do you reckon as we get older, we just go fuck it more?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. definitely. The things that you stress less. about, yeah. all those insecurities you had when you were yeah. a teenager—remember? Yeah. The older you get, the more you just don't care. Yeah, you're just, you just—you know, don't too tired. care about what people think as yeah. much. I, I agree. Yeah, like, and it's—it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a liberating thing. Yeah, you know, because you're quite happy to speak your mind, and it's just like if that's not cool with you, then fine. I'm okay with it. You know? Because I reckon
2: I've only hit that in the last year or two. Yeah. like probably year, just being like, it who gives matter. a fuck? Like, yeah. Just being, I think it's just a tiredness thing as well. <laughs> just too tired to care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on something that's a bit left field. Yeah. Steroids. Yeah. Good. Now I'm six foot four, tall, dark, and handsome. So I don't hate. But he's actually not. But what are your What are your um, What, are your, th- what are your opinions on them? Because it would be fucking a mate. It would be like I. I just worried about the side effects. Yeah. And if I could, I would do yeah. them. If I had no side effects, zero side effects there's a hundred percent chance I would do them. Yeah. What's your thoughts on them?
0: Yeah. Well, I've had no experience with steroids myself. I don't use steroids. Yeah, No, of course. Um, can you tell? <laughs> no, 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 because no, no. you've been leading for calisthenics. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah.
2: So I, I just, just... Don't worry about you still more ripped than us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've Definitely. seen your Insta page, <laughs> you got nothing to worry about, pal. <laughs> Trust me.
0: The way I approach my training is everything is skill-specific. So if I'm going to do a particular exercise, it has to um, be connected with a certain skill in mind. So um, I think the same way with steroids. If... Um, if you are a body, a bodybuilder and you're looking to compete, let's say in six months time Mm. and your goal is to compete at a certain level against certain people, then, um, you may need steroids to be able to level the playing field for yourself. And, and that's where I guess if that's what you want to do, then go for it, have at it. Um, it will definitely, um, improve your physique and get you, you know, to put on mass, major mass Mm. in a short amount of time. Um, Proven. Proven fact. Yeah. Um, what would concern me if I went on it is the side effects. Yeah, I agree. Um, if, yeah. I, if I got on it and I got super large and and liked what I saw in the mirror, the fact that I would have to continue to use those steroids forever yeah. to keep that figure and physique, um, that frightens me. That freaks me
2: out as well. Yeah. That's like a – because, like, I think the biggest thing would be, like – coming mm-hmm. off of people would be like, oh, he was on roids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. and it also like the back Yeah. I, mean, yeah I, I see all those photos. I get sweat way. pimples. So like yeah. when I run and stuff, I get sweat pimples and shit. So if I was on that stuff, I'd you'd be fucked back there. Yeah. So, like, and yeah.
0: that's another thing. The skin condition, like I, uh, whenever I go in for my uh, MS infusions, they put some steroids in with them. Yeah. And always for the, the next week and a half, I break out in these huge, big blind pimples and the acne around the neck. Yeah. And I can't stand that. I get really self-conscious about that in the gym because I'm always in like tank tops and singlets. Yeah. and um, But they're just a couple of the small side effects. I'm thinking more from a mental health point of view where body image, Which, argh, acceptance, cool yeah. looking at myself <laughs> yeah. in the mirror, yeah. um, I... No, I'm not even thinking about roid rage or the testosterone or anything like that. I'm just thinking at, after it all ends, when I have to you know get off and I'm not cycling anymore, then when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't want to be unhappy with what I see. yeah I always want to be happy with what I see in the mirror and um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a journey that you'd have to explore for yourself if you were keen and give it a crack, but
2: yeah we had a mate who i won't say his name hope he doesn't care i'm saying the story but <laughs> i'm gonna fucking say it anyway yes yeah, who was doing a cycle and when he was coming to the end was on a work site and his boss would he's a tradie and his boss would be like can you pass me a hammer and he'd just start crying <laughs> 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 when he would get to the end like, yeah, when he yeah like, see oh, that's that's why it's just <laughs> not worth <yeah>. it <laughs> just like break down in tears like, yeah midway through. um so where do you where do you do um, your gym now
0: I do a lot of my training with um, Crunch Gym. Yeah, DY. D-Y. Yep. That's right. Shout out yeah. Crunch DY. Yeah, right, we
2: do have a we do have a bit of a friendship with Avalon. Yeah, anytime, uh, anytime fitness. Anytime now. fitness so. <laughs> Good. So Avalon, anytime fitness. Shout out. Yeah,
0: so I, I started out at Anytime Fitness actually, and when oh. Crunch came up, um, I moved across the road because Anytime Fitness didn't have a straight bar that I could do muscle ups on. They only had like the handles that stick yeah, out right, the right, cable machines. Yeah. So, yeah, the Crunch had the highest ceiling, the straight bar, so that's why I went next door. Um, I'm an ambassador for them now, so um, I'm definitely with Crunch, but you'll see me float around to a lot of different gyms because I like to keep the relationship and the partnership open with the whole fitness community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. Visit you guys at Avalon anytime, anytime. Well, we're a, I'm actually at DY. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm at DY Fitness first. So that's cool because they haven't sponsored us yet. So yeah.
2: Avalon, seriously, <laughs> fucking with the game. Seriously. Fucking bullshit. Anyway. No, we were actually for a charity row yesterday. Yep. Two ladies were rowing 100Ks each wow. to raise money for a... Um, a family in DY. Yeah, a family okay. in DY who's...
1: Suffering from cancer right. They ended um, up raising 10,000 dollars 10,000 dollars got awesome. done
2: And yeah. they did the 100k row Finish last night
1: It took them 9 and nine hours and 58 minutes
2: What yeah. a huge effort Yeah. Now was I too drunk To put up the Congratulations post Yes I was I, <laughs> <laughs> I take accountability For that And it will be going up I was today. wondering Where it was I was, <laughs> mate, I was hammered so I'm, I, that's, I'm an accountable person I apologise And it will be going up Today But we did Shed the shit out of the link so Yeah we did We did do something right So yeah Steroid's good
1: good (laughs) obviously steroids good i'll send out a few messages Uh, yeah well it's (laughs) it's up
0: to you like i I would make sure you approach the right people and yeah for sure and i did i saw you enter that
2: infrared the red
0: light um yeah, so I've just. What doing, is that? Um, infrared sauna. Yeah. I've just partnered up with Recovery Lab in Brookvale. Yeah. And so I've been doing the infrared saunas, the ice baths, the compression boots, all that type of rest and recovery stuff. And um, I definitely like the infrared sauna better than the ice bath. Yeah, yeah. So. I think yeah. it'd be crazy
2: if you said it the other way. Although the, I do, except in winter. Like in summer, I got into the habit of because I have anxiety, yep. so I was doing the cold showers in the morning because it lowers your heart rate for the day. Yeah. So right. I, mean, I was trying to do that. So, but what did your, it work? Did it work? No, I still worry a lot, It's <laughs> 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 usually because of my own actions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, You're know, trying it. Yeah.
2: Right? No, but it, I just but I don't do it in winter because yeah, yeah. I just don't want it, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what's the uh, infrared meant to do? Because like it's this new thing that's coming through. I like I love a sauna, but why the infrared?
0: Yeah, I think that it all helps with re- reducing inflammation, which is good for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I am told that like if, after an infrared sauna session, if you're in there for like thirty to forty minutes, it can um, take up to six hundred calories off you. Which is amazing, right? So I usually get in there for 45 minutes at 60 degrees, uh, come out a hot mess, and then I go into the ice bath for three minutes, which is about eight degrees. Um, Three to five minutes, it's it's rough, man, that ice bath. There are some days I just don't want to do it, but... I think the ice bath for me is more mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas um, I think the infrared sauna, I'm testing how it goes with my MS and my physical health. So yeah, yeah, I've only been doing it for two weeks now. So, you know, I'll be able to check in with you guys in two months time and let you know the, you know, the health benefits that come You'll from You'll have that. to come back on. And yeah,
1: we'll put it in the calendar. Yeah, we'll it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: follow up for <point>. you. <laughs> we could all bunch up in the sauna together, actually, yeah. all three of us on that little wooden seat. I don't, I don't think I'm you want to be
2: sitting next to Zach in a sauna.
1: Yeah, <laughs> probably not, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Before we go,
2: I don't know if the cam- at a camera, can the cameras get the floor? Can you rate my push up?
0: Yeah, all right. let's see it. How the
2: camera going to be able to get it.
1: Yeah, we'll just. Okay. Did you, is there anything else you yeah, wanted to share before you wanted to say anything? No, no, no. Just, no, just thanks for having me, guys. Oh, and no as problem. Far as
0: you know, talking about all of this stuff, keep doing it because yeah. it all starts with the conversation. Oh, thank you. Exactly. You no, it right seriously,
2: up. you're super motivating. Like it's good. I was hungover before this, and now I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm ready thank to you. ready to I'm, kill I'm the I'm day. And
1: thank you so much for taking the time out of your weekend. Yeah, to come guys. Speak to us. Yeah, like we basically stayed over the top of the heat. Not oh, yet, yeah. so yeah. thank you very much uh, We still get so. humbled that people actually give a fuck Yeah so <laughs> 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 oh, How's that? I would say elbows in
0: Ooh. yeah, like that. That's the one oh, yeah. you know, Chest to ground it's a, good it's, a thing it's a good thing I wore a puffer jacket It makes me look like I'm going
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm happy with that form. Yeah. That's really good form
0: Have you said elbows
1: in? Yes. Elbows in. Yeah Like this?
0: Yeah
2: like, even that's even a, more. Even more? Yeah. That's a fucking harbour Bridge, man. Oh, nice. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that actually how you do a push up? Yeah, good. I've achieved my whole like, 25 years then. Oh. oh, what the heck? Oh, oh you're fuck. kidding no, me. <laughs> Turn the camera off. You're kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> Turn the camera off.
1: Wow, okay. <laughs> flex, check, flex, check, flex, check. Diamonds in my
0: fangs. Flex, check, flex, check, flex, check. Go to Beadaholique.com for